Have Moke Hamilton back. Moke, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. Hope you're well as well. I am. I'm uh, my sinuses. I know I sound really stuffed up. I, I feel fine. Um, I just my it, it's that time of year, right? Like, you know, pollen's bad. Um, apparently this, this week it was pretty bad. So, uh, I'm dealing with some sinuses, but I, I, I feel a lot better than I sound. That's for sure. Uh, without, without further ado, uh, this is the last regular season day for the NBA and, uh, all eyes in regard to a few of the games with teams that are in the East, the Bucks taking on Cleveland, Boston taking on Memphis, the Nets taking on the Pacers, the Nets needing to win and other things falling into place to make sure that they could, they, they get that seventh seed and will host the play-in game this coming week. The Bucks needing to win to make sure they stick to this, the two seed. Boston wanting that two seed as well. They're taking on Memphis. How do you think today plays out? Uh, I, I think if the basketball gods love us, that they'll end the same way they begin, which would be Milwaukee landing in at number two and Brooklyn sticking at number seven. Uh, you know, I, I, I desperately wanted to see these teams match up against each other in playoffs again this year. Didn't necessarily want it to be in the first round, but if that's the way it's got to be, then, hey, I, I'll, I'll take it. You know, just because I know that both teams will be really, really motivated. Uh, Milwaukee wants to prove that their, their, their title last season wasn't a fluke. Brooklyn wants to prove that they're the, the new bully on the block. You know, so I think that that would be a very compelling first-round series, and I think that's what's in the cards for us. You know, uh, one thing that uh, conversation that I'm having with a lot of uh, Nets fans and just NBA fans in general, and that is, you know, what what's what's the better matchup for the Nets? Let's just say, all intents purposes, we expect them to get that seventh seed and they win. Um, you know, a lot is, is writing in regard to today's games in regard to the Bucks and the boss in, in the Boston Celtics. I do believe the Bucks end up with that second seed. I do believe that that's going to be our first round matchup, but I love this Boston team. I know you're, you're on with me each and every Sunday. We've talked about it. I, I just, I feel Boston has been the best team since the all-star break. What do you, who do you, what, what, what team, what matchup do you think bodes better for the Nets to potentially win their first round? Well, that's a, that's a really good question. I mean, I, I think I think either one of them would be very difficult. But if I'm Brooklyn, I mean, look, Giannis is a top 75 player in NBA history. Uh, he's the reigning finals MVP, uh, former MVP of the league. I don't think if you have a choice, you would ever prefer to see that guy. You know what I mean? So um, I think that's how I would – that's how I feel for Brooklyn. They themselves will tell you they don't care who they play. They're willing to play whoever. But if I have to choose between seeing Giannis for six or seven games and, and Chris Milton or seeing Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I think I prefer Boston, especially because Robert Williams, uh, I, I believe he's going to be on the shelf at least when the playoffs begin. He'll probably mm-hmm. come back at some point. But he's been such a big part of, of their success this season. I think it's. Uh, I I think for sure I'd, I'd rather that. Um, and then you know I think there might be some extra motivation there for for Kyrie as well if he finds himself playing some playoff games in uh, Boston Garden. So uh, all things considered, I think I would. If I'm a Nets fan, I think I would prefer the Celtics matchup. But um, you know either either one of them are going to be difficult. The Nets obviously don't have home court advantage in either series. So any way you cut it, they're definitely going to be in for a challenge. And I think there's a chance they could lose to either one of these teams. So uh, 
it won't be a walk in the park either way. Again, Moke Hamilton joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, you know, Moke, what are you hearing in regard to Ben Simmons? You know, I, I, we know how big this trade was. Obviously, uh, from the get-go, it's benefited the 76ers because Harden has been able to play. Uh, but long, long, you know, long-term, only time will tell. We'll find out. We know Harden is all about the honeymoon phase with whatever team he plays on. Um, but with that being said, what are, what are you hearing about Ben Simmons? If, if you were to give us a percentage in regard to, uh, do you think Ben Simmons is going to uh, play in all this postseason? What would it be? I think I would probably, I think I'd probably go as high as, as maybe 50. Uh, and I actually wrote on uh, basketballnews.com uh, maybe about a week ago, but I actually thought the Nets should just shut it down. I thought that they should just come out and announce that he's not coming back, just to kind of rid the team of the distraction, uh, rid you know stop the, the the press and the media from asking about him so much. And part of the reason why I felt that way, Anita, is because the the back, as we know, is a very very tricky, very fickle thing. You know, you don't really have to go that far back in NBA history to find players whose uh, careers have been cut short if not ruined altogether because of back issues. The one that comes to mind immediately for me and for New Yorkers is Larry Johnson. You know, Larry Johnson is someone who was a tremendous athlete, very explosive, but his back betrayed him, and he ended up having to reinvent himself as a player. Um, Dwight Howard, another one you can make that same argument. So if I'm, if I'm Brooklyn, I don't really want to rush Ben to come back before he's 100% ready to. And not to say that the franchise is rushing him back, but there's just so much of an incentive for him to be pushed back into the lineup before he might actually be physically 100%. You know what I mean? And that's really what my concern would be if I'm Brooklyn. That said, because they have not ruled him out at this point, and because now the past couple of days we have seen him doing a little more on-court work, a little more activity out there, I think that we will eventually see him, even if only for a 10- or 12-minute spurt off the bench just to give Steve Nash another defender and, and just to help Ben get, get, his, get his sea legs under him. You know what I mean? So I do think you will see him eventually, uh, but I wouldn't be expecting to see him you know, playing 38 minutes uh, in, in a playoff game and closing a game with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. I'm not sure that's in the cards for this you know, Moke, it's really surprising to me. The Nets are the second favored team to win the championship this year, which is really surprising to me considering that they are in a play-in game. Now, granted, it's the seventh seed, so if they win, they're immediately in as the seventh seed. Uh, we've been talking about the matchup, whether it's the Bucks or the Boston Celtics. It's still a tough one, uh, and they don't have uh, Ben Simmons as of right now. How, how, how confident are you that this Nets team can win a championship without Ben Simmons? Uh, not, not confident at all. <laughs> I'm not very confident in that fact at all. Now, I will say that over the course of the season, Steve Nash has definitely found something. Um, Bruce Brown, you know, this, this guy, uh, I, I mean, Draymond Green comes to mind for me because Draymond is a guy who can impact the game and who can win games for you without necessarily having plays called for him. And I think that Bruce Brown gives you that same exact kind of potential. Uh, I like a lot of the pieces. Patty Mills also been huge for this Brooklyn team over the course of the season. So I, I like what they have there. But 
the reason why they were championship favorites in the beginning was because we all knew that they had three guys on the on the floor that could score 50 points on any given night. And that's just something that's really, really difficult for, for opposing teams to game plan for. You take James Harden out, you replace him with Ben Simmons, okay, yeah, maybe Ben is a better fit for other things that Brooklyn wants to do. But defensively, they're not a team that I'm going to be relying on to get big stops against Joel Embiid and against Jason Tatum and against Giannis and even Bam Adebayo down the stretch of some of these big playoff games that I I think we see coming. So without Ben being in the lineup at 100%, I'm uh, I'm not that confident in the Nets' ability to win the whole thing this year. Okay, so with that being said, um, again, last regular season day here for uh, for for the NBA, where everything stands right now, what you've seen all season long, who do you have coming out of the East? I, I'm going to stick with Milwaukee. You know, I've I've been I've been on the Milwaukee train probably since November or December. Uh, they they're just a stronger, deeper team than they were last season. Brooke Lopez missed a lot of time. Such an important member of that team last year. He missed a lot of time this season with back surgery. He came back recently. You know, he's been in the lineup now for a few weeks, and he's, uh, he looks like he's, he's very near to 100%, very, very effective, giving us the same kind of, kind of uh, you know, pluses that he was giving us last season. So I think, I, I, I think it's Milwaukee, you know, and if, if not Milwaukee, then I think I like the Heat's second best just because this team seems really motivated. Again, a deeper team than they were last season or even the bubble season when they won the Eastern Conference Championship. So I'm not really uh, going against the chalk here. You know, uh, Miami enters today number one in the conference, Milwaukee number two. And I think those are the, the two best teams in the East, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them duking that in the conference final. Just to give the West some love, uh, a number of people just don't feel that uh, anybody has the the offensive firepower or the defense that the Suns have. The Suns, the most complete team, that's for sure. You giving Memphis a shot to uh, upset the Suns or another team in the West? I I, I would say there's always a shot, uh, and I definitely would would caution to just keep an eye on New Orleans. Just because since the CJ McCollum, now New Orleans is going to play in, obviously, uh, but they will have an opportunity to earn that eighth seed, and they will have an opportunity to, to challenge Phoenix in that first round. I'm not sure I would take New Orleans, but sometimes what we do see, Anita, is we'll see a team like Phoenix have to go through a tough matchup in a round, and it'll take something out of them in the second round, and sometimes it can make a difference. All that said, Phoenix looks exactly the way the Spurs looked when they won the championship. And I want to say that was 2015, if I'm not mistaken. When they lost to Miami on Ray Allen's shot the next season, all season long, I I had several conversations with Danny Green about this, who was a member of that team. All they were motivated to do was get back to the championship and sort of redeem themselves and exercise those demons. Phoenix has looked exactly like that all season long. There's no reason for me to bet against them coming out of the Western Conference. That said, Memphis is not a team that should be slept on, and neither are the Warriors. So again, not really going against the chalk. For me, those top three teams out in the conference, I think all three of them have a legitimate chance of winning the whole thing. And again, if I'm Phoenix, 
I'd be concerned about seeing New Orleans or even the Clippers in the first round. Either one of them could uh, give give Phoenix some resistance and take some wind out of their sails. So very, very interesting here on the last day of the season. Still a lot to be decided in both conferences. Absolutely. Moke, thank you so much. Always great having you on with us on Sunday. Excited for the playoffs to start, that's for sure. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday fun day, my friend. Same to you. Thanks again.